We are recording. My, my name is Kevin Larrabee, and on this episode, I have someone who, and this is like, I didn't tell you this before we did like the pre-recording stuff, Tasha, but I found your Instagram feed while I was waiting in line at a Sweet Greens for a salad, and it popped up on my like searches, like the the thing that you just like search and like random things will pop. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, you're probably interested in this picture or something like that. And it was a picture, I believe, of you working in a van that you have constructed to live in and travel in and, of course, also work in. So that's my guest today. It's Tasha Rivard and of uh, tinyvantravels.com. How you doing? Good. Thanks for having me, Kevin. Are, are you in the van? I am actually in my parents' condo. Preparing nice. to leave in the van. <laughs> yeah. Had to make sure I'd have adequate Wi-Fi for this. So thank you. I, I appreciate that. So um again, I, I, I this is one of those crazy things. This is what's great about the internet, right? So, you know, I, I, I find you on on Instagram and I'm like, oh my God, that's like really cool. Like that's something that, you know, is is very interesting. I have a friend, Kendra, who wants to at some point in her life uh get a Volkswagen van and redo it so she could live and travel in it. So, um, it's, it's just a really cool subject. So I, I need to start, I need to start with why. And I, I want to ask you, you know, why did you go about doing this? And, um, and, and when did you kind of say, Hey, this is something I want to do? <laughs> that's, that's actually a really good question. Um, it, I can, I can honestly say it didn't like happen overnight. I wasn't suddenly just like, I didn't just wake up one morning and be like, I want to go live in a van. You know, it, <laughs> it definitely, um, it definitely took a while to develop. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, I kind of first started thinking about it. I, I was studying abroad in Australia when I was in college and, um, in between like school and finals, I, I ended up being like, you know, I had two weeks off. So I was like, well, you know, I, I want to go do something. I want to see some of the country. So I ended up renting a van and driving up the whole coast of Australia um, just by myself in a van and, um, you know, just sleeping in random places and just seeing so much that, you know, I, I would have missed had I like flown somewhere and gone on some tourist trip or whatever. So, and it was just totally random. And I started thinking about it then, um, kind of like, Oh my God, like this van kind of sucks, but if I actually converted one, right. And you know, you could totally like live in one of these. So I started mm-hmm. thinking about it and that, that like planted the seed. Um, and then after college, I was living in Hawaii for a little while and I, I knew two people who actually, while I knew them had started living in vans, they, you know, they, they did the whole conversion process and I kind of watched, it's like, you know, that's really neat. So I was still thinking about it then, but I never thought I would actually do it. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, you know, when I came back to Texas, I needed a, a vehicle and I was looking for a truck and I, I didn't really know exactly what I was doing, but, um, I ended up just kind of like stumbling across the transit connect and I was like, that'd be such a good little, you know, surf mobile. I could totally mm-hmm. fit all my boards in there and all that. Um, and then from there, it just kind of snowballed. I started thinking about it more and more and all the stuff I could do with it and everything I had seen. And, you know, by the time I actually found the van I wanted, I had this whole plan laid out of exactly how I could make it fully livable. Um, and I kind of, you know, just decided to, to go with it. <laughs> so it, it definitely evolved over the course of several years, Um, and then it was definitely over a year of full research on how to like, you know, how I wanted to convert it, how I would do it, what kind of van I wanted and all that. So, so it took a while. (laughs) So, so, so what is your profession? What allows you to be able to not be, you know, punching in at the office at nine and checking out at five? Mm -hmm. So that's, um, that's a good question too. So up until this point, I have been like saving relentlessly Mm -hmm. because I knew, um, you know, it would be, it would be tough for a little while in the transition phase. But what I do now is I'm actually a freelance graphic designer, photographer. I do Mm -hmm. all kinds of digital media stuff. I do consulting work for marketing. Um, but that's kind of new. Um, before that I was actually, (laughs) I was lifeguarding and I worked at a surf shop and, you know, I did all, I did all kinds of stuff. I was actually working like seven days a week, most Mm -hmm. of the time, and sometimes 10 hours a day, just trying to put money away so I could do this and not have to worry about it. So I also do the freelance work on the side. Um, but that, you know, isn't necessarily enough to, to live off of off the bat when I start, because, you know, when you have local clients and you go away, it's, it's kind of tough. Cause a lot of times they want you on site. So yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be a learning experience as I go. I actually haven't left yet. That's what a lot of people get confused about is, um, up until this point I've been prepping. It's actually tomorrow mm-hmm. that I roll out on the road full time. No way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. 
Yep. So yeah, up until this point, it's, it's been, it's been full work mode and, uh, now the fun's about to begin. So yeah. And just, I've done like little trips here and there to, to kind of test it out and get the feel for it. So, so, so you're in Texas right now. Uh, where, where are you going first? Uh, well, <laughs> the first stop, I'm going to make a, a pit stop through Austin. I have some friends from college who live there. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go visit them probably for the weekend. Um, the whole game plan has originally, I, I wanted to go to California first. Um, so I'm probably going to stick to that. But after that, it's really open-ended. I don't really have a set plan or, um, you know, too many set destinations. All I know is I have a little map with where people I know uh, mm-hmm. live. And so I'm going to try to like go, you know, visit certain people, certain places, um, you know, all the, th- all the things I've kind of just wanted to see and all the places I've wanted to go, things I've wanted to do and have never actually done. I'm kind of using this as my excuse to, to be able to get out there and do it. So do you mind me asking how old you are? I'm 26. Okay. So, um, and, and you're heading out to, to California. I'm guessing you're going to, you know, primarily look at locations to do some surfing as well. The, yeah. <laughs> so that'll, that'll definitely be part of it. Um, I actually, you know, it's, it's a little contradictory to what everybody, uh, to what everybody thinks when they first see my Instagram, they think I just, you know, want to just completely get off the grid and stay there, and, you know, <laughs> kind of screw the mold. And, and it's like, no, that's not the case. I'm actually like looking for, for full-time work, um, eventually. So I'm kind of like scouting out locations in that area mm. and trying to, you know, make some connections with companies. But in the meantime, I also have this whole amount of freedom where, you know, because of this van, I can just go kind of wherever I need to. So it's, you know, if something pops up down the line somewhere in, you know, Oregon, I can just go there. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot of freedom that comes with it. So have you, have you like not test driven it, but have you spent a night in the van to see if it's like, this is something that I could totally do? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, you know, once I finished like converting the bed and, you know, building that whole thing out, I, I've slept in it for, you know, probably a collective like month or so, oh, like, wow. you know, just not straight nights. But, um, the, now the past week or so, I've just been sleeping in, uh, the extra bed at the condo just to take advantage of the full queen size bed <laughs> when I still can. Um, but no, I've totally slept in it and it's actually really comfortable. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's surprisingly so. Cause I have a, um, a six inch memory foam mattress. It's, mm-hmm. It was just a, a two inch mattress pad that people put on top of a queen size bed and I chopped it up into sections and just stacked it. Um, so now I have six inches of memory foam and it, it's just, it's actually more comfortable than my bed here. It's just, you know, it's kind of short and a little narrow, but it, it's, it's really not that bad at all. Okay. So, um, and, and again, this is just it, as, as like an outsider looking in, this is something that seems like super liberating. Like you say, you're, you're not running from the NSA or the FBI or anything like that. Like it's <laughs> no. just, it is just really to... I mean, it seems like it's to kind of just see some awesome places, do some great things and not feel like, you know, like me, I'm, I'm tied down. I have a, a monthly rent that I have to pay. And, you know, I have you no know, things that that places where I need to be on a daily basis for, for work and things like that. Um, so I, I guess my my question is, you, you mentioned before that you're kind of just looking to, you know, find, find the right place. Is, is that, is that the best way to put it? Like you're kind of just kind of looking for where's the spot that I'm really going to kind of like plant my roots or is this something that you want to kind of continue to do, you know, for the next couple of years is, is travel in the van and just kind of go across country. Yeah. It's definitely more of a long term plan than a short term. I don't expect Mm -hmm. to, you know, like go somewhere immediately, like be like, I like it here. I'm going to stay, but you know, it's, my options are so open at this point because of the way I've, I've set everything up that, you know, if something pops up, that's great. But if not, I have every intention of, you know, traveling around in the meantime and, you know, just kind of playing everything by ear. Cause I feel like those, like in my life before I, those have been the best experiences I've had is, you know, mm-hmm. when I really didn't have a set plan. Um, and then, you know, you stumble into stuff along the way and you have all these experiences that you just had no way to predict. And those are usually the coolest, most memorable ones. So there's pretty much no way that that's not going to happen. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's really open-ended. I guess that's, that's the only way I can describe it. So let's, let's talk about the van because, um, it, you know, we, we come, I mean, people that have been living in apartments or houses, you, you come to expect a, a certain level of necessities that, that you would have around you. So if, 
say if you were kind of just left with with just the van, what do you have at your disposal for, um, again, I guess those like necessities for survival and, and living a daily life? So I actually have um, most of the things that you would need, surprisingly, um, you know, with the exception of like things like, like I don't have an oven and, you know, stuff like that, but, um, or, you know, obviously plumbing, but I do have alternatives. So I have um, a full like set up to cook and kitchen. So I have actually three stoves. It's, mm-hmm. I have a two burner and like a little mini uh, side pot cooker thing. Um, and those are both propane based. And then I have a uh, one that's actually completely wood based. So I just, you know, if I'm like in the forest somewhere, I can just kind of take some branches and throw it in and mm-hmm. it, um, it actually converts the, the heat from the fire into electricity. Awesome. That's the BioLite stove. And that one is really cool. It's the, my only complaint with that is it kind of makes a mess because you're constantly breaking, um, sticks and whatnot. So mm-hmm. you gotta make sure you're in a, you know, <laughs> an area where you can kind of make a mess, not like a parking lot or whatever. But, um, yeah, so that's really great. So cooking, not a problem. Um, I have, a Yeti cooler for a fridge. I actually, um, I debated putting an actual fridge in, but it was just one more piece of electronics to deal with. I didn't really mm-hmm. want to have to worry about it too much. So I have the Yeti and I've tested that and it keeps ice cold for so long. Like I've had ice in there over a week and it stayed cold. So, um, I'm not too worried about that one. Then I'll have a, a little dry bag that I'll put in there for my food that I don't want to, you know, if I have like a package that I don't want to put into the ice cause it mm-hmm. could you know, fall apart or whatever. So yeah, I have like a way to keep my food cold. Then I have two baskets for dry food. So yeah, that's basically the whole whole idea behind the kitchen. I have a, a 12 volt portable shower thing that I'll use to like rinse pots and pans and, you know, rinse off after I surf or whatever. Um, and that it just plugs into a 12 volt outlet and it's a five gallon tank that's by Big Kahuna Portable Showers. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's then you just spray it and it's just runs off the pump and it actually has pretty good pressure. So it's not... It's not going to like, you know, blast all the dirt out of your tires, but it'll, uh, it'll, you know, put some water out. Um, <laughs> the one I get asked the most is where do you go to the bathroom? And yeah, sure. that's pretty important. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, it's, it's a necessity. Everybody does it as much as, you know, we don't like talking about it, but, um, so <laughs> I actually got a, um, this like portable toilet thing. So it actually, it's like a, a bucket inside of a bigger bucket and then it's got a lid and a toilet paper holder thing. It's all self-contained. Um, and so I only use that when absolutely, absolutely necessary. They, they also make these like bags that line it that are like two layer and it won't leak and it has stuff that just, you know, kills the smell. And, mm-hmm. um, but if I ever have to use it, it goes, you know, goes in a dumpster immediately. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Um, but it, usually the most part, I won't use that, you know, it's like, I'll, I'll use whatever, um, like gas station is nearby or, or something like that if need be. Um, and this is kind of gross, but you got to double, <laughs> you know, double things up as much as you can with the van. And, um, that, as little as I've actually used it for its intended purpose, I use it every day as a stool. So I very, very rarely use it for that, but I, I'll, I'll like sit on the thing. It's, yeah, I know it's, it sounds so weird, but I, I promise it's not. If you look at the pictures and the Instagram, like I'm usually sitting on it when I'm at the desk working and that, that's, that's what that is. But yeah, so, um, <laughs> well, it sounds like nothing can be in that van unless it has more than one purpose. Oh, absolutely not. I mean, with the exception of like the cook stuff, but yeah, mm. most things double. So my desk actually doubles as, you know, that's where my bed goes. So my bed just tucks up under a shelf and then it rolls down, um, because it's that soft memory foam mattress. It, uh, it's super flexible mm-hmm. so I can just tuck it up and then pull it, pull it down. So it's like, I have, um, that countertop and I'll, you know, I'll use it as my desk, my, my place where I'll cook when I have the doors open and everything. Um, and it's just, just like this whole, everything is a really functional space. There is, there is nothing that, um, that didn't have a purpose when it went into the van. So I I need to ask you, and this is a question from my friend, uh, Kendra, and you kind of hit on it a little bit in the, the last response, but, um, and this is Kendra's out in California and she's also a surfer. She's a strength coach out there. And, um, you know, I'm sure you guys would get along great, but, um, (laughs) she wanted to ask, because again, this is something that she is like. I'll see her posting on her Instagram account of like, oh, and she just like walked by this Volkswagen van and like, wouldn't mm-hmm. that be great to convert? And um, she she asks, uh, what are the challenges that you face that are specific to females versus, uh, uh, I guess she mistyped. It's okay, Kendra. Uh, versus, <laughs> I should have read it first, versus males uh, with tiny living. 
That is a really good question. Um, again, I guess <laughs> back to the bathroom thing, it's a lot harder for us to like sneakily, you know, go behind a bush or whatever. Right. But so there's that obviously. Um, the second bit, I guess, uh, you know, it's like, it's, it's tough to say just cause I haven't encountered too many of these firsthand per se, but, um, one thing I have heard is, you know, as far as like security goes, uh, you know, you obviously, if you're, you're a small female traveling alone, as much as we hate to admit these days, you, you can potentially look like more of a target. Um, totally. Yeah. So yeah. And what, uh, my ways around that, I actually, I have a taser, um, that I'll always have with me and I have a hatchet right by one door. I have, you know, so I have, I have like certain things that just kind of make me, oops, uh, make me feel safer and I have no mm-hmm. problem, you know, using or defending myself and as well as with like, uh, carry pepper spray and all that, just, you know, the standard precautions versus, you know, if you ever get yourself into a situation where you know, you're kind of in a questionable area or, you know, you, you realize you're being followed. Cause it's like, if, if you're being followed and you go into your van, like this, that's your home, like mm-hmm. <laughs> they're going to know where you are. So it, it's just, it's just basically situational awareness and, and being smart, I think is, is the way around that one. And of course, um, like the, the taser can be used to, to charge your, your phone and you can use the hatchet to cook. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, the, the taser, the taser just doubles as a flashlight, but yeah, the hatchet actually hey, I, that works. I, ch- I use that to chop the wood for, um, for the wood stove thing. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's just a matter of being smart really. And, you know, just, you know, strategically like, you know, just don't, don't trust anyone too much off the bat, I guess mm-hmm. is the biggest thing. Um, as far as finding places to sleep, I've been lucky so far just because I've been in my, you know, not hometown, but where I've been living. So I'm, I'm in a comfortable area. So I haven't encountered too much of, um, those sleeping in strange neighborhood type type things yet. But, um, before, you know, when I did it in Australia, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a little unnerving at times, but I think it's something that you kind of get used to. And, um, all the other people I've talked to who have done it for a long time, have been super helpful to me. Um, they've told me, you know, you get used to it and you, you'll start, you'll start to see the spots be like, that's a great spot to sleep. This is a good spot to sleep. This one, not so much. And you know, there's a balance. Um, and they've given me some tips, like, you know, look for a neighborhood that's kind of like a middle-class neighborhood. If you're going to try to try to be, you know, urban camping, sure. don't go, to, go for the super nice ones. Cause they're going to think you're going to rob them, but don't go for the really <laughs> scummy ones. Cause you don't want to get robbed. So try to mm-hmm. get that middle one where <laughs> no one's really going to worry about you. So it's just tips like that, you know, and, um, you know, I'm kind of just gonna like read as much as I can and, you know, try to, try to be as smart as I can with it really. What do you think? Uh, and this is, this is maybe why, because again, like, uh, like I said, I follow Kendra and a couple of my other friends are, are interested, interested in like the tiny homes and, uh, you know, the, the tiny lifestyle, I guess you would call it. Um, what do you think it is that, that drives people to when, and I have someone, I'm someone that's also gone through probably look around my apartment right now. You might not believe it, but if you saw what it was before, uh, much of a, uh, minimalistic transition, getting rid of lots of stuff. Um, what do you think it is that, that drives people to, to want to kind of pursue that lifestyle or, or for you, is it just because, you know, is it a minimalism thing or is it just because you want to kind of be able to go anywhere and, and just see some amazing stuff? Well, it's, I would say it's definitely, definitely a bit of a minimalism thing, but it kind of goes beyond that as well. It goes into more of a sustainable, uh, sustainability thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, over the last like three years, especially, um, I really kind of like, <laughs> for lack of a better term, like woken up to a bunch of, um, you know, to a bunch of things that we are doing as a society Absolutely, that yeah. are just completely awful and completely unsustainable. And, um, it goes into everything from like the food we've been eating and, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, there's just so many facets to it. And, you know, as far as stuff goes before this, I, you know, I didn't really have too, too much stuff to begin with, but, you know, I, I moved around a lot between, you know, from going from college to life outside, you know, whatever. So I, I really didn't have too much stuff to begin with. I didn't go shopping a lot. And, you know, I don't have a hundred pairs of shoes. I have like four, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, it was the whole goal of this whole thing was to really reduce my impact as a consumer mm-hmm. and kind of prove that there is a way to live a more sustainable life within, you know, 
the, <laughs> or to, to live complete, a completely different style of life within the society that we are in and, you know, make it so it's not weird. You know, it's, it's, it can be done. It's kind of a, it should be normalized that there are all these companies and all these things, you know, ways of living out there that are, are totally different than what we've been doing and are actually good for people and for the planet as a whole. Um, and so, yeah, the whole goal with this project was really to just kind of like show that to the world. And so I'm kind of like, you know, easing it into it. I don't want to like, I don't want to force feed people or beat people over the head with, you know, stop buying plastic stuff, you know, right. <laughs> so, but, uh, cause everybody knows it's just a matter of like, you got to find the alternatives before you can, um, you know, give somebody a hard time for what they do, you know? So it's like, I just want to present solutions rather than problems. <laughs> Does that make sense? You're speaking my language. Um, <laughs> all right. So yeah, I mean, obviously it, the, the world would be a much better place if it was filled with more problem solvers and people just not complaining about stuff. Um, <laughs> solving problems is something that's very uh, gratifying and believe it or not, it makes it so there's fewer problems. I don't know. You know m- maybe more people will pick up on that uh, down the road. But no, I totally understand because again, it, we live in a world where we're super connected um, and you get to see you know, a lot of the, the damage that you may not otherwise see um, within our country and throughout the world on, on what's going on, the impact that we are having on, you know, other people and the environment. And uh, it is sometimes uh, a major bummer. Um, and, and I think <laughs> what... To put it nicely. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, again, it's, 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 it's one of those things where when you try to educate people on something, you don't want to go too hard in one direction because then they just will shut their ears. You know, they just won't listen. Um, but I mean, you, you've been able to build... Um, a pretty great following on Instagram, something like, and I, if I was smart, see, I would have opened up my phone and I would have looked at this. And what I'm doing is I'm spending, uh, time and I'm burning time to say, uh, almost 21,000 followers on Instagram. So you are being able to, to share that message in a way with, with people and showing them that, you know, this is uh, a lifestyle that you can live and, and live without, you know, feeling like you're going to, uh, go crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, actually, before I started this whole blog and the Instagram for this and whatnot, I, you know, for a while, I'd been kind of looking at ways to kind of find these companies that are doing good in the world and, um, you know, put them out there and, you know, show solutions to problems. So I actually wanted to do a different blog before this. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I realized it's like I, I needed some kind of a platform, like something to kind of bounce it off of. And then when the whole van idea came up, it, it, they just kind of went hand in hand so well that I just kind of decided to put it all that direction. So once I start traveling and everything, I'll have more time for the blog and you'll be seeing more, more stuff up there. But what I've been doing now is I'll either partner with companies or I'll, you know, find companies out there that are, are making these things like, for example, my board bag for my surfboards is made by this company called Rareform. What they mm-hmm. do is they take recycled billboards and they turn them into bags. So whether oh, it's that's a rad. board bag or like a backpack or wallet or stuff like that. So it's something that would have otherwise gone in the landfill and is now useful. Or, you know, clothing companies that make eco-friendly stuff. Like I'm, I'm doing a giveaway right now. If any of your listeners are on Instagram, go to my Instagram, enter the giveaway. You can win some uh, gear from Lifestyle Over Luxury. It's this new company. They make um, the softest T-shirts, all from organic cotton and bamboo. And so, wow. you know, they completely bypass the standard manufacturing. Everything's like, you know, not. It, it's all it's all made sustainably. There, there's no like poor practices that go into to making this stuff. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I, I wish I could think of more examples, but. I get kind of nervous when I'm on the spot. So, yeah, you see what I'm getting at, though. No, absolutely, and and I think uh, you know what what everyone can do is it, it's all about finding like that that first step again for for exactly. me I, I use that example of minimalism and it like you know I wrote about it too and and I've talked about a lot of you know my various shows and uh, it has been a thing that it was a, a rather long process like it took about a year and a half to kind of get to where I was where I am today I should say and. I think for a lot of people out there, it's just, you know, find that first thing where you can make something that is a little bit more uh, sustainable or, you know, find a different product and look at uh, companies that are doing, you know, good in in terms of like giving back or uh, doing, uh, making products that are, like like you said, more sustainable or uh, with recycled materials as well. And recycled does not mean that it is a lesser product. I think that's still something that people think. 
they want something that's brand new. They want the brand new thing that's coming off of the boat from China. <laughs> and they don't want the thing that, you know, may have been repurposed. Right. Yeah. Usually, like, what, I, what I'll always tell people, you know, they start asking is just, you just got to start somewhere. It doesn't really matter necessarily where, but, you know, once you start to kind of wake up and once you start to, like, see kind of what's going on, um, then it, it becomes really hard not to to change the way you're living. You know, it becomes hard to turn a blind eye towards things. So for me, what, what happened was I actually had a bunch of health problems that hit me. Um, you know, I ended up having like a heart surgery, had a bunch of digestive issues, I had like all this stuff that it just piled up. And um, I, I was like, nobody, like it couldn't really figure out, uh, you know, why I was having all these issues. And it turned out like after a long time, I started putting it together with food. And then once mm-hmm. I started realizing um, you know, like the foods I was eating was causing the most of my problems. I started learning more and more about, you know, food production and, you know, it just completely changed my world. It completely changed my way of life. And then from there, it's just, it just kind of like snowballed out of control. And, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm like the last person who's going to really criticize someone for, for living a certain way, just because Mm -hmm. we're not taught. Right. Um, Totally. Like what we're presented with is the norm, but it's not, a good norm <laughs> shouldn't, shouldn't be the way that things are, you know, the standard, standard way of living. So, I mean, it's definitely, it's been a big learning experience for me and I hope that, um, you know, some of the things that I find and present along the way can somehow resonate with other people as well. Just going to pause this interview with Tasha for just a second, because you guys know I love doing this show. Oh, I had a blaster in this episode, but it's even better when you, the audience member, helps me. You support me, continue to do this show and support the network. You can do it in two fantastic ways. One is by going to thickhouse.network before going to Amazon and click on the tab of the upper right hand corner. That sends you right back to the front page. You get the same great deals. You get the same great shipping service. All that is exactly the same to you. But Mr. Amazon says, hey, I'm going to kick a little bit back towards the network because you sent some awesome people to my small little website. And it's a little bit, it's not a lot, but it does add up if a lot of people do it. So I would appreciate if you could do that for the network. You can also make a one-time or a monthly donation via PayPal by scrolling down a little bit more to the right-hand side and doing that. And again, I hope you guys just are really enjoying these shows and you help me support them going forward. Thank you so much. Let's get back to the show. So so uh, let's take a step back a, a little bit and talk. Uh, I, I'm kind of curious. You said you went to college in Australia. Um what, what did you go to, uh, go to study? Mm-hmm. I actually, I, my call my normal college was in Maine. I went to Colby college. Oh, no way. Central Maine. Um, and so I just did a term abroad in Australia, mm-hmm. but I was, um, I was actually a biology major. Um, I, you know, at, at the time wanted to go into physical therapy. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and plus I just thought life was really cool. <laughs> so that's kind of why I studied that. I studied biology and business administration. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, so, you know what? Life is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You weren't wrong. Yeah, I was just really, really fascinated by it. Thought thought it was such a cool field. And um, long story short, ended up kind of realizing that as cool as I think science is, I don't really enjoy doing science that much. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't really, uh, really the path I wanted to take. So after I graduated from there, you know, kind of traveled a little bit um, and whatnot. And then I recently just finished up graphic design school. I um, did an online program through UC San Diego. Mm-hmm. And, um, so now, yeah, I have uh, credentials in, in basically graphic design. So yeah, that was a, a total 180 from, <laughs> from what I actually went to college for, but it was the best decision I ever made hands down. So, I mean, it's, it's so funny. Like college is, is really important today. If you want to go be a lawyer, you want to go be a doctor or th- things, things like that. Um, but it, it is so great with the, the internet today, you can kind of get any education that you want from wherever you are to the point where I met someone, um, Oh God, I'm, I'm blanking on his name. I met him at a friend's birthday party the other day who uh, is making like tons of money as a programmer and he never went to college. He just learned how to program online and now he's like one of the best programmer, Joe, Joe, that, that's his name. Uh, God, how could I not remember Joe? But um, so, I mean, that's, that's like really, really awesome uh, to hear. So um, you, you got into graphic design and that's, that's, kind of really a great job to have on the road as well, because all you really need is to have like that MacBook with you and you're pretty much good to go into internet access, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
you know, and <laughs> again, it's, it wasn't as a uh, clear cut as, you know, you have the certificate now clients just come to you. It's, <laughs> it's I've always, I've been like, kind of like hustling a little bit, but you mm-hmm. know, backing off right before I leave and whatnot, but right. it's a, uh, it, it's just like a totally, you know, it's crazy how, how kind of like free it is for the most part. Mm-hmm. So unless you're working for a specific company, like I love freelancing cause it's constantly, it's constantly a new problem that you need to solve for a new client. Um, yeah. And, you know, it just keeps you on your toes and it's always changing. And, um, I really enjoy that aspect of it. And, you know, obviously I I mix in like there's everything else with digital media, like the consulting and the the Mm -hmm. photography and the photo shoots and whatnot. And I do a lot with uh, social media and, you know, consulting on that. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a blast. I actually got into it before I didn't even have a computer for a while. And I started, um, I was working at a surf shop right after I graduated and I was kind of like their manager. I ran everything. I ran, mm-hmm. you know, ran all their social media pages and whatnot. And I had, to, I had like an iPhone, I think it was like the original iPhone four or whatever. <laughs> and I was doing all kinds of crazy stuff on that. And I, mm-hmm. I had no idea that it was possible. You know, I was like the old school flip phone person until after I graduated, I never even had an iPhone or anything like that. So I didn't know that whole world was out there, but yeah, I learned how to edit photos and like, you know, combine things, do text over it all on that. And I, made some pretty cool graphics just on an iPhone. And then, you know, I got really curious about it. And then, you know, when I moved to Hawaii, I, I bought myself a camera and learned how to use that. And it just kind of, I kind of gravitated towards it and eventually just realized that, you know what, like, this is, this is what I, I want to be doing. I want to be able to, you know, present, <laughs> present the cool things in the world to, to people on a digital platform. And that kind of, it just snowballed really. That's awesome. I have like a friend who uh, has, she's had her own website and like has been writing for years. And just like last year she got, she finally got a MacBook and she'd been writing all this stuff on, you know, kind of like you on her like iPhone for years. (laughs) Like she never had a computer at her house. She just did it all from her phone. And that's, you know, again, it's a pretty cool time to live in when we can just, you know, do all that work from (laughs) the things that are in our pockets. Yeah, it really is. It's amazing what they can do too. Uh, I, I want to ask you. So you were um, you're you're in Texas now. So are you originally from Texas? No, I'm originally from New England. I lived in. I, I don't know if you're familiar with that area at all, but um, I'm, I'm from, in. I'm like 20 minutes north of Boston. 30 minutes okay, north of Boston. Yeah, I'm, I'm from Plum Island, Massachusetts. So, oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah, I kind of split my time between there and Hampton Beach in New Hampshire, and um, you know, I went to, to high school in Holderness, New Hampshire, and. Mm-hmm. Um, college in Maine, obviously. And so, yeah, that, that's my, my home base. I moved to Texas. My parents actually moved here first. Um, when I was a senior in college, they, they kind of surprised me with that. Were, were, were they <laughs> that, sick of the cold? Yeah, that, yeah. That essentially that's what happened. So they, um, it, it got to the point where it was just like unbearable, you know, they were just kind of grinding their gears up there and, you know, they, they found a, a condo down here that, you know, they're like, Hey, we can, that's pretty cheap. We can afford that. <laughs> hey, it's kind of nice down there. It's kind of like Florida, but it's cheaper. Yep. And, um, yeah, they, they ended up coming down here and getting a place and they have just loved it ever since. So I kind of came down after college once, you know, my plans fell through and I, uh, you know, just kind of came for the summer and then stayed for a year <laughs> and then, you know, moved, I went to Hawaii for a little while and then I mm-hmm. came back and, so yeah, now, now I'm still here, uh, prepping for my, my next trip, essentially. <laughs> they did. And you made the right choice because, um, you know, the, the winters here have been rather harsh for yeah. us people <laughs> up in new England these last couple of years. And, uh, you know, I'm very thankful to have gone to the beach today and I've had it be like 72, which has been like, <laughs> might as well be a hundred degrees, uh, into in, my skin. So, uh, it's great. Um, so I, I want to talk a little bit about the obstacles that you're going to to face as you go on this journey, because, um, you know, like you mentioned before, you're, you're going to have Internet, like you're going to be able to have some some portable Wi-Fi hotspots with you. You're going to be dependent on some some signal and stuff like that. But um, like, how, how are you going to get mail? Mail. That's, that's like the first thing question. that came to my mind is like, oh, man, how am I going to like pay my bills? Yeah, that, that's actually that's a really good question. So. Bills are great because I can pay almost every bill I have. I can pay my insurance, my dent, you know, all that. I can totally just pay right. online, credit right. cards, piece of cake, bills, no problem. Um, everything else, yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> and I haven't really necessarily figured that out yet. All I know is um, depending where I'll be, I the good thing about, um, you know, college and everything is I know a lot of people who are kind of scattered across the country. Mm-hmm. So 
wherever I am, I'll usually have somebody that will be willing to like, you know, let me send a package there and come hang out for a day. And, you know, so if need be, but for the most part, you know, I don't really have, have a big need about mail. It'll just be, um, you know, if, if I really need to order something that I can't get at a store or something like that. So I'll keep you posted on that one, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, I don't really know the answer answer to, uh, too definitely yet. So we'll see. Yeah. I, I mean, we have, I don't know if it's everywhere now. Like I, I first saw these, like I, I traveled to Japan a lot and it was, it's kind of like a really big thing over there, but for, for Amazon, they have just like Amazon lockers, like all over the place where you can just ship things to this, you know, box and they'll give you a code and you just show up, you punch in the code, you, you pull out whatever you bought from Amazon. Um, so I guess, really, yeah. And I, I guess those are showing up around here. When I go to buy something on Amazon, they will say, Hey, do you want me to ship it to a locker? And I'm like, no, I'd like you to ship it to my back porch. <laughs> but, um, at least, at least you have that option. If, if you do, you know, I don't know if it's based on the area. I don't know if that's cross country, but, um, maybe soon, all they need to do is like hone in on your GPS coordinates and like have a drone drop that thing right behind <laughs> your right behind your truck or your van. Right, man, that'd be crazy. <laughs> uh, that, yeah, it's kind of scary, but it's also you know, well, at least it's convenient, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay, so um, it, we, we talked a little bit about California. So, is is there anything in this country in these forty eight continental United States that you have written down somewhere in the back of your head where you're like, I need to go and see this stuff. Yep. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Um, (laughs) of course I don't have it with me right now, but but, but (laughs) there are certain spots that, um, you know, I've always wanted to go or I've seen pictures of, and I've always just been like, man, I want to go take that picture for myself. Um, one of the big ones is like the, the Antelope Canyon. Mm -hmm. Um, I obviously want to hit the national parks and stuff like that. Um, but most of my destinations really are people or people I haven't seen in too long, people mm-hmm. who I you know haven't kept in touch with well or whatever. Um, so yeah, a lot of the stuff I have written down is actual like you know it's it's not so much about the place, it's about the people there because I think um, you know like the human connection is probably more important than the actual like geographic place. So obviously, right. um, you know, if I'm you know, in some um, amazing like park somewhere and, you know, all the stars are out and I'm taking amazing pictures. I'm going to be really happy. Um, but it's going to make me just as happy to, to see an old friend and, you know, reconnect. So there's a, there's kind of like twofold to it, but I definitely want to go through Colorado at some point. California is obviously the first, um, I want to do the whole California coast. Um, I actually want to go up through Oregon at some point. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I, probably will be coming back to new England towards the end of the summer. It's, it's a big up in the air though. You know, it depends on if, if something comes up with a job or whatever, but, um, there's an organization I volunteer with called waves of impact. Mm-hmm. They basically, uh, provide free surf lessons or surf experiences with two, uh, kids and people that, that face challenges in life. So especially, mm-hmm. uh, you know, young kids with autism that wouldn't normally have the chance to, to go out and experience the ocean. They take them out and, um, you know, take them surfing. It's really incredible what it does for these kids. What's it called again? Waves of impact. All right. Yep. So they'll actually have a camp in New Jersey, uh, towards the end of the summer. I'm blanking on the exact date, but there's more information on that on their website. It's just, I think it's waves of impact.org. And, um, I've been volunteering with them for a couple of years now and I absolutely love it. And, um, so I told them I, I might drive out for the New Jersey camp and then come up through New England, uh, at the end and, you know, see some family and friends and whatnot up there. So. Yeah, that's, uh, that's right. I will, I'll put it in the show notes, but it's uh wave of waves of impact.com. If you want to go dot org, but yeah, that, that's it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm calling you on that. I'm at dot com and they're saying, Hey, what's up? And, oh, it is.com. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to edit this out? I'm just kidding. Um, all right. So that, that's super cool. So, um, uh, I mean, I'm thinking on, on the top of my head, like if, if I'm going to go check out some stuff, like, yeah, you got, you got the parks, you got, um, you got some, some great places to, you know, potentially go serve. You're going to be seeing some, some great people. Um, do, are there any concerns like, am I, am I going to be able to find a place to park? I guess that's really just more so if you're going to, you know, the big cities where you may run into some issues of, of where you could park the van. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's obviously a concern. And, um, you know, the, the last ditch effort is usually Walmarts. So I know I can park at a Walmart and, um, good call. Okay. Good for so, some. yeah. So any, any urban area, I should be fine with that. Cause there's usually one around. Um, 
you know, as much as I, I wouldn't, I, you know, wouldn't be my, my first choice of place to spend the night, but, um, you know, if, if it comes to that, I, have, I would have no problem doing that. But, um, if money was not, uh, not an option, like we live in the Star Trek future where money is no problem. We all just do whatever we need to do to help each other out. Uh, where would you bring this van? Where would you go? Would you, could you leave the, you could leave the United States. You could do whatever. Where would you bring this mm-hmm. van? Well, first, I would probably, <laughs> I would probably upgrade to one just a little bit bigger, like a fair enough. <laughs> I would upgrade to the to the mid roof short wheelbase transit, not the little transit connect. They're more expensive, but yeah. So I'd probably upgrade to that, and then I would just, I would probably go to New Zealand first. I've always wanted to explore there, um, and then probably Iceland too. So you know, make sure I just bring my five millimeter wetsuit, <laughs> and um, yeah. yeah, that that those are the two countries at least that have been on my, you know, hit list for a while. But yeah. I was just talking to someone from Iceland over the weekend when I was down in Orlando and he has been giving me the hard sell. I mean, Iceland seems to be pretty amazing. Like there's hot springs, there's lots of great things to do, uh, in Iceland. So I think that would be, that'd be a great place to go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I have a a few friends of mine who have been traveling there regularly or have recently started traveling there Mm -hmm. and you know, I've just really been, I've kind of been reading a lot about it and like they're, you know, it sounds like they have a pretty cool culture, a pretty cool way of life. And plus I've always wanted to see the Northern Lights. <laughs> so Hell yeah. I, hear, uh, I hear they actually get some semi-decent surf up there. So yeah, that, that would definitely be, be one of the hot spots that I would, would want to take it, probably insulate it pretty well first, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'd go there for sure. So uh, if you don't mind me asking what it like, I'm sure there's there's some people that are listening to this and be like, yeah, that would be super rad. I would love to go do this. Um, what kind of like financial investment are, are they looking at if they would like to you know convert a van or or get something kind of in the same range of what you have going on? Mm-hmm. Um, that really depends. I can say for sure because uh, you know it depends what kind of van you want to convert, how old you know, whether it's uh, you know, you're gonna have to put a lot of work into it if it's like kind of clunker or whatever, or whether it's new. Um, so my van cost when I bought it, I bought it, it's a 2010. Um, and I ended up getting it for about, it was like, I want to say it was like $9,500 or so. So that hurt. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, It was, um, for me at the time, it was, it was a big, really big investment. That's a Um, big check to write. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, um, obviously worked that one, worked that one out as best I could. Um, so yeah, that, that was a lot of money, but I mean, if you got to think about it this way too, it's like that, that is my car. That's my daily driver as well. So, um, so it's like, I kind of get my house and my car for however long for, for, you know, nine and a half thousand dollars. So that's, that's the way I broke it down. And I, I broke it down against rent for an apartment and it, it worked out pretty well. So, um, there's that. And then, what I actually put into it, I have all the numbers written down. I just don't have them in front of me right now. But um, it, I can just say it really depends, like, whether you want to kind of – because, you know, I didn't have a whole ton of skills. And I got lucky because I had a friend who's a welder who was willing to help me. And he didn't – you know, obviously he didn't charge me or anything. So, um, yeah, I, I saved a lot of money that way. But if you're going to have – bring it to somebody to actually convert it, they'll charge you thousands and thousands of dollars if you do it yourself you're obviously going to be putting a lot more time into it. So that's, you know, you get to count that as, uh, you know, what it's worth for as well as your time. Do you have like a number in the back of your head of how many, you know, man hours went into building this? I don't even know. (laughs) It's been a lot. So for a while there in March, uh, it was like February and March, I was putting in probably on average like six to eight hours a day outside wow. of work and stuff. So yeah, mm-hmm. it, some of it took a while, some of it more than others. Um, my buddy Rob, who, who helped me with the welding, we put in some days where it, we, we did three sessions basically where we built stuff like built the bed, installed mm-hmm. the solar panel, put in the vent and all that. And man, he's a champ. <laughs> we had some days where it, we'd literally go for like 12 hours straight, you know, and it, it was nuts. And that'd be after he just worked a full day starting at 6 a.m. I don't even know how he did it. But um, yeah, so it was a lot of hours. I couldn't even give you a ballpark number, but mm-hmm. yeah, it, it was definitely a lot of work. And then there's obviously like little, like little maintenance things like the tweaking and whatnot as you go. So yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be a, a financial investment. Mm-hmm. It's definitely going to be a time investment. Those are the two things I, I try to try to tell people. Cause I've actually had the thing that kind of 
is a little disheartening for me is I, I've had a lot of younger kids, like 16 to 18, send me either emails or messages or whatever, be like, yeah, I'm in a bad situation. I, I want to get a van and just go find myself. And I just want to tell oh, them, wow. like, no, don't, yeah. don't do that. <laughs> you know, that, that's, that's a terrible idea because it really, you know, financially, you need to be prepared financially because, you know, it, life on the road is not going to be cheap. There's going to be all kinds of unforeseen expenses. Mm-hmm. You got to make sure you have that safety net. Um, Hell, just for like the security or like you were saying safety before, yeah. you know, being on your own at 16, 17 is, is not something that you should really want to do. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's, that's the hard part about it is, um, you know, it's, it, yeah. I'm kind of torn because like, it mm. looks like I'm presenting like, yeah, you know, this is like the dream life. It's so great and all this stuff. But it's like, you really got to be confident in who you are in yourself and your ability to rely on yourself to solve problems. Mm-hmm before you throw yourself into a situation like this, you know, it shouldn't be because you had a breakup or because, you know, you, you don't like your parents' house or something like that. It mm-hmm. should really be, you, you need to put thought into it and make sure that this is like the right decision for you and that you're doing it for the right reasons, not because you're trying to run away from something, but because you, you know, you, you have a, a goal in mind, whether it's, you know, to pursue a career or, uh, you know, to minimize your, your life or, you know, mm-hmm. you're just going to be like in a solid state of mind because it's definitely not easy. It's definitely uncomfortable at times. And, um, yeah, you know, I'll obviously have more to say on that once I'm full timing it rather than just part timing. But, uh, yeah, it, I hope, I hope anybody that chooses to, to convert a van and whether it's like a little weekend camper or whatever is doing so for the right reasons, mm-hmm. um, and not just trying to run away from stuff. So, <laughs> What outside of, um, no, I guess wanting to, to do the travel, what were your main influences or I guess, um, even what were your resources that you used, uh, in this process? Um, definitely the internet. <laughs> like yeah. you said, it's amazing what you can learn from the internet. Um, I'm trying to remember, I, I definitely watched a lot of YouTube videos on mm-hmm. uh, what other people had done. The interesting thing about my conversion though, is a lot of the things I did I almost I, like literally took like nothing from what other people had done. It, it was all kind of ideas that I came up with myself, mm-hmm. but they were definitely sparked by seeing what other people had done, you know, and how, how they either went about doing the insulation or how they went about, uh, you know, building a bed and all this. And there's tons of great ideas out there. And, um, you know, that's part of the reason why I'm sharing everything that I've done and everything I've learned and all the resources I've found, uh, through my website and whatnot, because, I feel that I, I gained so much from that research phase at the beginning that I would just love to give somebody a jump start and be like, look, this is what I use. You can pick and choose. You don't have to do it this way. Do it however you want. But, you know, this is what I found most helpful. So so maybe this will be useful for you, too. <laughs> so it's all up there. Everything. Every, well, I got to update it. But for the most part, everything I've used is, is somewhere on the website. So, yeah, we mentioned uh, before, but tinyvantravels.com. Uh, mm-hmm. Also at tinyvantravels on Twitter or on Instagram, any other places where, where people can check out what you have going on? Yep. So I, those are, I guess, are the main ones. I don't really, Twitter and I aren't that great of friends, so I don't really, uh, <laughs> I don't really tweet too much. Just, you know, I should, but I don't, but I also have a Facebook page, same name, tiny van travels. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but the, the Instagram, the, uh, website and the Facebook are probably the three best ways to, to find out more. Let me ask you this. So if people are interested, is this something where, uh, it, it's okay for, I mean, people to reach out for you if they have questions or stuff like that. Is that okay? Or is this kind of something like, you know, I'm not going to have tons of, you know, access oh, to the yeah. internet down the road or. Yeah, absolutely. All right. You know, I, I love getting emails. Like, you know, I, I would ask that people check out the resources page first. Right. Um, and then if, if they don't find what they need there or in the product reviews or whatever, absolutely send me an email. You know, I just had, I broke it down the other day, how I, you know, ran all the wiring for somebody and then a girl asked me last night, you know, about clothes storage and how I narrowed down my clothes. So yeah, email me, ask me questions. I love, I love getting that stuff. You know, I, I would never claim to be professional. I don't know by any means know anything about van life. I'm not a guru. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if, if I can help in any way, shape or form, just, you know, shoot me an email. It's just tinyvantravels at gmail.com. Awesome. And also, uh, you mentioned the blog blogs up there at tinyvantravels.com where people can kind of stay up to date with what you have going on. And you've done an amazing job. Like again, you know, talking about products that people can check out and, you know, people are interested, you know, there are opportunities to advertise on there because, uh, I mean, you're, like you said, you're going to be on the road. This is now going to be part of, you know, your, your business, you know, Mm -hmm. which is really, really rad to see you doing that. Um, 
don't know, any, any final words for people that may be considering doing this or, you know, again, just kind of like any, anything before you, you head out tomorrow? Oh man. Um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I I don't, you know, I don't really have any, any final words, I guess. I'm just, I'm really looking forward to it. And, you know, if you have any, you know, places that you think I should go see or really cool, cool things, send me a, send me a message on Instagram or something, send me a picture of a, of a mountain that is worth hiking, anything like that, you know, feel free to been to universal studios in Orlando, Florida. I have not. (laughs) You can probably, you can probably skip it unless you're like a big Harry Potter (laughs) fan or something like that. I'm not, I'm not a Harry Potter fan, but I I've heard, I've been updated. That's like 50% Harry Potter and like the other 50% of Orlando is now star Wars. So (laughs) yeah, I know that's, I'm kind of more into the (laughs) person so much. I kind of like the quiet, places. So, um, any quiet places would be great. <laughs> okay. So no, don't email information about Orlando, Florida, just strike that off. I don't yes, know. <laughs> there might be some place cool to go. That's like quiet in Orlando, but uh, trust me, I was just down there. It's mostly kids and parents yelling at each other. Um, yeah. maybe, yeah. you know, for somewhere <laughs> like Midwest, if you have any good places to, to go check out, um, shoot them yeah. to Tasha and, uh, Again, I want to, I, I didn't know you were leaving tomorrow, but I want to wish you well on your, your travels and uh, hopefully it is an incredible uh, trip and experience. And um, I will, I, I am now a follower on Instagram, so I will stay up to date on what you have going on and uh, we will definitely be catching up down the road. But it's been a blast talking to you. This is super, super fascinating and interesting stuff. And uh, again, it's 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 really great to to see you you know, going off on your, it is a journey, right? It is. Yeah, it really, it definitely will be. It'll for sure be an experience. So I don't really know what to expect yet either. So that's the exciting part, I guess. All right. Well, that is going to uh, do it for this episode. Again, make sure that you're checking out tinyvantravels.com. Also at tinyvantravels on Instagram. And you know what? Give her some love on Twitter. Jump on Twitter, give her a follow as well. Bump those up. And of course, on Facebook with the uh, same name, uh, Tasha. Again, it was uh, really a pleasure to, to talk to you and, and learn some more about this stuff. And again, I will uh, be keeping track down the road and, and hopefully you will make it to some really amazing, awesome places. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Kevin.